Well, aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? Let's try that again. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? He's here. He's here. He's here. Just begin to play, if you would, Anna Joe. In the key of H. That's for hallelujah. That's for Hosanna. That's for Holy Ghost. That's for He's here today. I said, aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? He's a mighty God. I'm so glad I got to come back one more time to this great church. I was the very first evangelist that spoke in this sanctuary. And I'm so glad God has done great things for you. Aren't you glad the Lord is up to something good? Come on, raise your hands up high and shout, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord Almighty is in this place. He's here. He's worthy. Everybody shout worthy. He's wonderful. And he's welcome in this house today. God has great things in store for you. Our God is up to something good. Get ready. Everybody shall get ready. Shall I say get ready? Because soon and very soon, Shady Oaks Church, soon your expectations are going to become your manifestations. As I was praying, the Lord said, you've been preparing yourself for more, for the increase. Everybody shall the increase. As I was praying for you yesterday and again this morning, the Lord said to tell you, the increase is on the way because he has set aside for you the double. Everybody shall the double. Pastor Rick, you better get ready because the Lord said the double is on the way. The double is on the way. Zechariah chapter nine, verse 12 declares, I decree double over you. And I'm not saying this because it's on my notes. This is from the spirit of the living God. There's only one other time that I've spoken that word. The devil is on the way. It was just a few weeks before COVID hit. COVID. That's an ugly name. Come on, say the ugly name. COVID. And I knew with all my heart that COVID would not last for very long. Because anything that's made in China doesn't last long. Come on, shout amen. <laughs> but I was in Chesterfield, Michigan at Faith Christian Center. And I prophesied the word of the Lord over that church. The same word I'm giving you. This is the second time I've spoken this word. The devil is on the way. I said, but then one year's time, saith the Lord, you're going to double. You're going to double spiritually. You're going to double numerically. And you're going to double financially. Well, that Sunday morning, all the children were there in the sanctuary. And after praise worship, they went back to the children's church. Well, COVID hit. I call it the Koran Moran devil. 
But I came back to the church one year later, and that Sunday morning, the children could not come to the sanctuary because it was packed. More chairs out in standing room only. Then it goes straight back to the children's church. But that's not all. They had not one but two services. They were packed out. They went from one mimic service to two mimic services. And the pastor called the pastor of them all, Pastor Joe Kilcoyne. He said last year this time before COVID hit, the word of the Lord came saying we're going to double. We're going to double spiritually we have. We're going to double numerically we have. We're going to double financially we haven't. He said we have doubled spiritually. We have doubled numerically but we've quadrupled financially. Come on, shout amen. And get ready. Come on, shout. He's here. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? I said, aren't you glad the Lord is here? Little mama, the third row, raise your hands up. You start it. Raise your hands up high. Just hold those hands up high. The Spirit of God said, before this year is over, you're going to see them come back into the kingdom. Your heart's been crying out for so long, bring them back. Because so many of your loved ones that are near and dear to your heart, they've gone away from the things of God. But God said, you've been faithful, saith the Lord your God. And you're going to see them come back into the fold. You'll see them come back before this year is over. Not all of them, but many, many, many will begin to come. And I'm dealing with the rest of them. They will come forth because this is the time. This is the season. Get ready. Get ready, get ready. It's on the way. Come on, raise your hands up high and begin to say, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, shout amen, somebody. I said, The Lord is here. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. And you, Brother Marty, raise your hands up. The Lord said, You've gone through hell and back. Hell came against you many ways and many days to eliminate you. But God said, my son, it is not over. It is not over because my hand is upon you. My hand is upon you for good, saith the Lord. So do not look this way or that way, but I'm your God and I will restore the years that the locusts, the canker, and the caterpillar has taken away. You say, is it gonna be like it was before? No, saith the Lord. It will not be like it was before. But hear me, if you trust me, put your eyes upon me, it will be better than it was before. Come on, raise your hands up high and shout, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Aren't you glad the Almighty is in this place? I'm ready to preach. I love to preach. Dogs, bark, birds, sure, but guess what? I get to preach, hallelujah. Lacey, raise your hands up, darling. Your mom and dad can bear witness. We were praying yesterday a time of prayer, a time of looking to the Lord. And all of a sudden, the Lord began to talk to me about you. You've not told me this. Your mom and dad's not told me about this. But I said for so long, several years, and you're, you've been having some lingering effects in your body, in your body, in your body. And I'm praying about it. When you were young, when you were long, you got hurt. 
You get hurt big time. And yes, the wounds that you can see were healed up. You know, the scars are there where God touched your body. But God said in that time, you didn't know about some things happen. And those things that happened way back then, you didn't see the effects of them. But there's been some things that have lingered for so long. And those things that have been there, but what happened many years ago, it's still happening. But God said, my daughter, this is your time. This is your season. I'm going to heal your body. I'm bringing divine healing. I'm bringing divine health and physical restoration because not only your body, but some neurological things have happened in the nerve end of your body, and it calls you to be up and out, not all the time, but up and out. It comes and goes, it comes and goes, but God said, get ready, my daughter. This is your time. This is your season. I am the Almighty. I'm your God. So get ready. It's on the way. Come on, shout. Amen. Somebody raise your hands up high and begin to praise him. Hallelujah. Begin to praise you in the name of the Lord. Oh, he's a mighty God. I said, he's a mighty God. Come on, somebody. Begin to praise him. He's a mighty, a mighty, a mighty, mighty God. Hallelujah. God said, don't worry about it. God said, don't worry about it. It's not over. It's not over. Because God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of it. Look at me, brother. Raise your hands up high. I don't know you, but the Holy Ghost does. And God said, you've gone through a season of loss. So much loss. You've gone through a season where all the hell came against you. He'll try to knock you down once and for all. But God said, you've gone through this season of loss. But God said, Gary, because in the next season, I'm going to turn things around for you because I'm your God. I am the Almighty. I'm the God of the great turnaround. So get ready, get ready, get ready. And also right now, the Lord said, I'm touching you in the extremities. Hallelujah. In the intestinal lining, in your stomach area. Get ready because I'm touching you there also in the Lord. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get ready. Your prostate has been healed in the name of Jesus. You receive that, brother. Raise your, is that right? Raise your hands up high and say yes. Come on, shout him. He's a mighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, don't you love the Lord, church? Would you raise your hands one more time and begin to praise him? One more time, we begin to praise him. Hallelujah. I like what was said earlier. That praise will bring you out of anything. How many of you believe that? Come on, shout amen. Joseph was thrown into the pit by his 11 brothers. He was thrown in. But one of the brothers brought him out of the pit. Which brother was it? It was Judah. And what does Judah mean? Praise. Guess what praise will bring out of the pit every time. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shady Oaks Church, I love you. I honor you. I bless you. Pastor Rick, thank you for allowing me to come and stand behind this pulpit. I bless you, I bless you, I bless you. But above all, church, guess what? We've come together today to bless him. To bless him who alone is worthy. Come on, shout amen. We've come to bless him. The Bible declares, be thankful unto him and bless his name. The Bible declares, bless ye the Lord. All your servants of the Lord. The Bible declares, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. 
Would you stand with me, please, one more time before we get into God's word? Hallelujah. 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 Out you right now, one more time, raise your hands and raise your heart and raise your voice. Before we get into God's word, come on, church, one more time. And let's just have a praise break. Hallelujah, one more time. Raise your hands and raise your heart and raise your voice. Oh, come on, somebody, begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah, begin to praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, begin to magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will praise him with my whole heart. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God, my God is so good. Don't you love him, church? Keep on playing, Miss Anna Joe. Hallelujah. As we're praising God, just now, somebody, you felt something just run up and down your backbone. You just felt something begin to run up and down your backbone. God is touching your back. Hallelujah. Ooh, the distant vertebrae. You can feel it. As we're praising God, you felt something coming up and down your backbone. Hallelujah. Well, that's she just begin to rejoice. Hallelujah right now. Hallelujah. 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 Don't you love him, church? It's been prophesied before. But I'll speak over you again one more time. God has blessed this church. And you've seen some healings. You've seen some miracles. But God said, the more is on the way. I said, the more is on the way. The more is on the way. Hell began to rage and roar, but God said, there's a whole lot more. You just are seeing healings like never before. Miracles. I never before God is saying because there's a mighty anointing coming upon this church. I never before because some of you, not everybody, but some of you are pressing in for the greater works, for the supernatural. God said, get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for more and more? Come on. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Remain standing, please. Would you turn, please, to the gospel of Mark? Grab your Bibles if you could, please. Thank you, Miss Anna Jo. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, beginning with verse number 1. Oh, God is so good. Let me say this invite those out tonight that need a miracle because He is a miracle working God. In recent days, we've seen many people healed, especially of cancer. Everybody's showing cancer. That's an ugly word, but cancer is not the big C, but Christ is the big C. We're believing God is going to move mightily. The healing power of God, the miracle power of God, is going to flow like the river and fall like the rain. Mark chapter 2, if you're there, shout, I'm there. Mark chapter 2, begin with verse number 1. And again, Jesus entered to Capernaum after some days. 
And it was noise that Jesus was in the house. I like that. Jesus was in the house. Hear me, church. When Jesus is in the house, something good is going to happen. When Jesus is in the house, there's going to be increase. There's going to be blessing. There's going to be deliverance. There's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be revelation. I can stop right there and preach. But it's known that he was in the house and straightway many were gathered together and so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And Jesus, the word of God, and Jesus preached the word unto them. And they come on him bringing one sick of the palsy which was carried before. Well, they could not come nigh unto Jesus for the press. Then covered the roof where he was. When they broke it up, they let down the bed where in the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why did this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise. Take up thy bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise. Everybody shout, arise. arise. He was saying, get up. He was saying, get up. He said, Arise, take up that bed and walk, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went before them all. Insomuch they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, We had never seen it on this fashion. And Luke's account, Luke puts it like this We've seen some strange things today. Come on now. I want to minister for a few moments along these lines when Jesus is in the house. I said, when Jesus is in the house, Father God, we thank you for your holy word. You are the spirit and life. You are as quick and powerful, sharper than any two of the sword. And Father, I weep today because of your holy word. We will never, ever be the same again. We thank you. Now we bless you. And all of God's people said together, amen. That sounded good. You better say it again. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I said when Jesus is in the house. If Jesus is not in the house, then nothing else really, really matters. But if Jesus is in the house, guess what? That's all that matters. And guess what? He's in the house. You see, the master is in the house. The Almighty is in the temple. The Holy One is in the sanctuary. The Lord is in the assembly. Or in other words, the man from the station is here. You said to what? I said the man from the station is here. Many years ago, my son was about six years of age at the time. And my wife and myself took him stone sledding. Do you do that here in Lake Jackson? But we're snow sledding with sun was up, but my wife, she was in the van, the nice, warm and toasty van. We're going down the hill time and time and time again. Finally, my son Scott said to me, Daddy, I can do it by myself. I'm a big boy, so I gave in. I put him on the sled, gave him a push. 
off the top of the hill. And it was going down the hill, so happy, so full of joy, going down, down, down. All of a sudden, that sled started veering more and more and more and more to the left and hit a fence post. I heard it when it broke. Not the fence post, but his leg. He was at the bottom of the hill, the weeper and the weight of my national teeth. I went to the bottom of the hill to pick him up. I forgot about the sled. I picked him up, ran to the top of the hill to the van. My wife was in the nice, warm, toasted van. She saw me coming with my son in my arms. She rolled the window down. She said, Daniel, what have you done now? So sure enough, it was broke. We're in the hospital, got it put in a cast. We went home and put him in front of the fireplace. I said, buddy, how's it going? He said, oh, daddy, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Daddy, pray for me. So I prayed a good prayer. I prayed a good Pentecostal prayer. I prayed a good prayer. And I came back about 15, 20 minutes later. I said, buddy, how's it going? He said, oh, daddy, it hurts. He said, pray again, daddy, pray again. I said, now, buddy, we've already prayed. We've already believed God, but we've got to wait for the manifestation. He said, well, daddy, when's it coming? I said, who? He said, when's the man from the station coming? Come on now. <laughs> I got a word for you. The man from the station is here today and Jesus is his name. When Jesus is in the house, come on, show. He's here, he's here, he's here. And the Bible tells us in Mark's Gospel, chapter two, it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house and people came from everywhere. They came from Bethany. They came from Cana. They came from Nazareth. They came from Lake Jackson. They came from everywhere. Because Jesus was in the house. But I'm asking the question, why did he come there? Why did they come? Did they come to see Peter, James, and John? No. Did they come to see Thaddeus, Simon, or Andrew? No. They came to see Jesus. They didn't come to see the walls or the carpeting, the flooring. They came to see Jesus. It's not about the other things. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And when Jesus is in the house, something is going to happen. And the Bible tells us they came to the house because Jesus was in the house doing what? He was preaching the word. Think about this. He is the word of God, amen? And the word was preaching the word. And the Bible tells us there was a man sick of the palsy. And he was being carried by four individuals. Who were these four? We don't know. It could have been four friends. It could be the man was sitting by the highway side alone and the four men saw and said, hey, we know you've got palsy. We know you're sick, you're crippled, but we're going to a place where Jesus is there. They probably told them about Jesus. They said this same Jesus he is the virgin-born Son of God. This same Jesus, he is the prophet's Messiah. This same Jesus, he turned the water into wine. He walked upon the water. He raised the dead. He fed the five thousand. He cleansed the leper. I believe he can heal you. And they said, but I can't walk. They said, we'll carry you there. And so these four individuals, they were full of faith. These four individuals, they were full of the confidence in the Lord. These four individuals, they trusted the word of the Lord and they carried that man sick of the palsy to the house. But the house was full of people. The Bible tells us in Luke's gospel, the house was full of mockers and doubters and scoffers, unbelievers, but those men were full of faith. Is that right? The house was full of mockers and doubters, unbelievers and scoffers, but the four men full of faith. Remember this. Four of a kind always beats a full house. 
But they came to the house, but they could not get in because of the press. How many of those fake news back in those days? Come on now. But he, they couldn't get him in because of the people crowded there. And they said, what are we going to do? Now, if that would have been most of us, we would have said, shucks. I try my best. I just can't get in. I'll just come back another time. But not these. You see, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. But if you don't, you're going to find an excuse. And so these four individuals, these four faithful men, they decided to take him to the top of the roof. Do what? They took him to the top of the roof and they began to uncover the roofing, pull back the roofing, the tiles. But Jesus was there in the house preaching away. Woo! How many of us have a good preacher? Come on, shout amen. He was preaching away. And those four men began to uncover the roof. They began to tear it apart. And all of a sudden, Peter looks up and said, Master, look at that. And dust particles begin to fly. And all of a sudden, they see a small hole and all of a sudden, the hole gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And those four individuals, they let the man down. They let him down to the hole in the roof. And the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, not the faith of the man sick of the palsy, but he saw their faith. The original says, when Jesus saw the extent of their faith, when he saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, and when Jesus sees your faith, he's going to be able to speak on your behalf. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, he says, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. I thank God for the power of healing. I thank God for the power of the miraculous. I thank God for the power of deliverance. But let's keep the main thing, the main thing. Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven thee. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And that religious crowd there, how many of they got some ancestors around the day? But they said, who in the world does it think he is? Only God Almighty can forgive sins. But Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, knew what they were thinking. And Jesus said, wait a minute, hold on. Just to let you know that I am, who I say that I am, watch this one. He turns to the man sick of the palsy. He said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Church, guess what? He said the same thing. You've been down for so long. You've been down your hurt and your pain, your sorrow, your grief. God has said it's time to get up. 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 Come on, somebody shout, it's time to get up. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says immediately, in other words, suddenly, the man rose up. He got up with the Marty. He got up. Church, it's time to get up. It's been, you've been down in the mud of grabs long enough. You've been down the dumps. Time to get up. The Bible tells us, and immediately the man rose up, took up his bed, and began to walk through the midst of the people. And that same group who before was murmuring and griping and complaining and belly aching, Am I talking to somebody? That same group a moment before was complaining, mocking and doubting when they saw the man get up and get to walk through the midst of them. The Bible says, and they began to glorify the Lord. 
Oh, let me tell you something. That same Jesus is here right now. That same Jesus is here right now. That same Jesus is in the house. If you're ready for God Almighty to do a work for you, raise your hands up high and shout, today's my day. Because Jesus is here all the way. Come on, shout it. When you're here with him, something is going to happen. Hallelujah. When Jesus is in the house, when Jesus is in the house, there's going to be the preaching of the word. There's going to be healings. There's going to be forgiveness. There's going to be the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And there's going to be praise and worship because this is what happened here. And the same thing happens when Jesus is in the house. Guess what? He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. When Jesus is in the house, I was ministering sometime back in Jackson, Mississippi. It was on a Sunday night. Here was that afternoon. There are two brothers raised them in that church in Jackson, Mississippi. And these two brothers, when they're about 13, maybe 14 years of age, they fell away from the Lord. They got bound by drugs. Especially they were bound by crack cocaine. And here they were now in their mid-20s, twins, brothers, Joey and Jody. And they were like three miles of bombed out runway. Here they were in their 20s, but they're in their early 40s. The Bible tells us that sin will bring destruction and their bodies were so wore out. But here they were, missing most of the teeth. Their, their bodies were so messed up because years of drug abuse, especially the crack cocaine. But these two brothers, Joey and Jody, they looked at one another. They said, we need help. I know they needed help. Come on, shut yes. And they said, the help we need cannot come from some government program. Some 12 step, 10 step, 7 step, 5 step. But they said the only place we find the help we need is where in the house of God. And so they decided to come that night, this Sunday night, to the house of God. And I was preaching away. It was so good. I was preaching so good. I wanted to buy the tape myself. It was good. <laughs> but they come walking in that night and people begin to look and begin to point, begin to turn because they knew who they were, but I didn't know who they were. But I kept on preaching, Brother Brandon. I kept on preaching the word and I saw them, they sat down, I kept on preaching, but I was being drawn to them more and more and more and more and more. I was being drawn and finally I stopped preaching. I said, you two, they came in a moment ago sitting side by side in the back row. Would you stand up please? They stood up. I said, I want you to come down here right now and I pray for you. And those two brothers, those twin brothers, Joey and Jody, they started walking in the center aisle. I didn't touch them. I said, raise your hands up high. When I did the power of Almighty God, touched them. And they fell in the power of God and they were set free. Come on, shout amen. But you see, they knew something. They knew that Jesus was in the house. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you, that same Jesus is here right now. If you're bound, he can break every chain, every shackle, every yoke, every bond. He's here to set you free in the name of Jesus. Today is your day. Hallelujah. I was just in Alexander City, Alabama. It was on a Sunday night thing for Sunday night services. And right before the service that night, this one lady turns to her husband and said, I'm going to that full gospel Pentecostal church tonight. He said, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. He said, I forbid you to go. She said, do what? Well, what I mean, darling, is this. I'd rather you not go. Well, I'm going. Why are you going? Because I heard 
heard those healings and miracles that take place in the church. We don't believe in healing for today. We don't believe in miracles for today. She said, but they do. I'm going. He said, well, if you're going, I better go with you. I better go with you just to watch over you, take care of you. So they come that night. They come that night. I don't know who they were. And again, I was preaching, having a good old time. Ooh, it was so good, so fun. And I looked back at her, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God began to stir my heart. I said, you, sir, yeah, you. No, not no, you, you. And I said, you're the one. I said, would you stand up, please? And so she stands up. I said, can I pray for you? I said, can I pray for you? I said, would you come up here right now? And she stands up. She steps out now. She starts walking. And I say, you're receiving a miracle in your stomach right now. That's all I said. That's all was enough. When I said, you're receiving a miracle in your stomach, the power of God hit her and she fell out. But guess what? When she went down, he jumped up. He jumped up. He jumped up and he said, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. And I said, yeah, it's real. He said, I didn't believe that, but it's real, it's real. And I said, yes, it is. He said, well, you don't know. I said, brother, what do you mean? I don't know. He said, that is my wife. And two days ago, the doctor told her that she had stomach cancer, eat up with cancer in her stomach. But nobody prayed for her, nobody touched her. But she went down, I believe it's God, it's God, it's God, it's God. He said, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. I said, brother, what do you want? He said, I'm a Baptist pastor. What have you guys got? I want it. I said, somebody lay hands on him and severed it, and he became a Baptist pastor. Come on, shout amen. Oh, but that night she said, I'm going there because Jesus, come on, say that name again, Jesus. Say like you know him, Jesus. Say like you love him, Jesus. Say one more time and torment the devil, Jesus. When Jesus is in the house, I said when Jesus is in the house, how about just give me five more minutes, let me see your hands. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Sometimes I feel like an auctioneer, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. But I close with this, my first closing. I got a letter here a year ago from a little mama in Noblesville, Indiana. And she said, Brother Day, I should have wrote you 12 years ago, but I didn't. But I gotta write you now. Said, you were at our church. I was on there one time because the pastor left them. I didn't know the next pastor. But you were at our church 12 years ago. It was on a Sunday night. And my husband and myself and our son didn't come to the service that night for the preaching. But we had a friend of ours call us when you started to pray for people. We live about five minutes away from here. And so they came here that night, and I'll never forget, they came in that side of the church. When you see that mom or that dad, they were saying, we got to get there because Jesus is in the house. And they came in that night, and I'll never forget, I looked over to heard the commotion. The dad was holding this young boy, about five or six years of age. He was screaming so loud. He was yelling so loud. He was fighting with his dad. Leave me alone, let me go, put me down. Leave me alone, let me go, put me down. I mean, just, he was causing a commotion there. Everybody was looking toward them. So loud the young boy was. But I was on this side of the church praying for people in the prayer line. But I looked over to this, saw the mom of the dad, this young boy. I said, just stay here. And I said, I'm going over there. 
And I walked over there where that young boy was. He was fighting with his dad. Leave me alone. Let me go. Put me down. Leave me alone. Let me go. Put me down. And I said, what's going on? What's the issue? What's the problem? And the mom said, he's got severe autism. He's got mental disorders, all kinds of problems at school. He bites at the children. He stabs them with pencils, all kinds of things. They cannot control him. And the teacher said, on Friday, if nothing happens or something doesn't change, we're going to take him out and move him to another school. But we believe Jesus it's still the same. And he was saying, let me go, let me go, leave me alone, put me down. He was so fine as dad. I don't remember all this, but the mama told me this in the letter. She said, but you stretched out your hand and you laid it upon our son. And he was fighting at you, slapping at you. But you prayed a prayer, a short prayer. How many of it does it have to be a long, long prayer? I don't remember what I prayed. I could have prayed, Lord, heal him. Lord, change him, Lord, touch him. She said, you reached over and touched him and prayed a very short prayer. But when you did, all of a sudden, something happened. Something happened. Immediately, that son became so calm. He calmed down. He relaxed just there. What happened? The next week, they get a letter from the teacher who said, I do not know what has happened to your son, but he's become the most attentive student I've got. He's become the most attentive student I've got. So calm and peaceful and quiet. Oh, can I tell you about that son? Last year, he graduated from high school, valedictorian. Come on, shout. Oh, let me tell you, he's a mighty God. Come on, shout, amen. Because they came out together. Since Jesus is in the house, hallelujah. Jesus did it for the man sick of the palsy in Mark chapter two. Jesus did it for Joey and Jody, yes. In Jackson, Mississippi, he did it for that precious lady and her husband, the pastor's wife in Alexander City. He did it for this young man in Noblesville, Indiana. Guess what? He's here for you right now. Do you believe that? What do you need? This is your day. This is your hour to be touched by God's power because he's here in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Joe.